When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, you ready to start the episode? I would love to start the episode of the podcast. Great. I, I, I can... Yeah, let's start the episode. All right. Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that'll be home for Christmas. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Are you guys going to be home for Christmas or are you traveling? We're going to be in Phoebe's home, so no. Phoebe's we're not going to be home. home. This podcast, believe it or not, coming out after Christmas. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. This episode? This episode that we're doing right now. No. Christmas is on a Saturday. Oh, that's right. This is coming out. Happy Boxing Day, everyone. Happy Boxing Day. Happy St. Stephen's Day. Isn't it St. Stephen's Day? No, no, no. Happy Feast of the Holy Family, because it's a Sunday. St. Stephen's is, and then it's the Holy Innocence, and then it's St. Stephen. Oh. Right? I I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. But happy Feast of the Holy Family on Sunday. Don't forget to go to Mass today, even if you went to Mass yesterday, you hooligans. Yes. If you listen to this on Monday, it's too late. Go repent. Um, I went to my first and only Christmas party yesterday. First and only. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you count like Life Teen and Edge Christmas parties, uh, no. which I don't. No. <laughs> I'm going to a Christmas party tonight, and I went to a Christmas party on Wednesday. Whoa. But um, no, I went to my my first and only Christmas party of the year yesterday at at Hunter's house. Hunter, Hunter from Hunter from online. Hunter.org. Oh, really? Yeah. Hunter from online is on Twitter, and he had a Twitter Christmas party. Father he, Alec was there. What? The sh- I met the Sharapa baby. I would have flown and Riley in. Was there too? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been so fun. Well, yeah, but nobody told me about it. I I mean, you weren't in the group chat. There's a group chat. Yeah, it's on Twitter. Oh, you could you could start an alt. It wouldn't be good for you. No, I don't think I should do that. I think I I would have. Uh, I I I. Uh, you delete your Twitter, of- and everybody nobody wants to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> Is that what this is? You just is? like you didn't like me. You just like me for my post. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I went and it was great. Hunter made a ton of food and it was amazing. That's awesome. Um, he let he let us drink his alcohol. He let us use his glasses and sit in his chairs. And then um, <laughs> people started like trickling out. We stood on yeah. his floors, breathed his air. <laughs> it was amazing. It was awesome. Um, I went to it was in uh, it was in a little a little part of uh, maybe I don't know I don't know if I want to dox where mm-hmm, uh, where mm-hmm, where mm-hmm, Hunter mm-hmm. lives, but. You it do. was a very nice it was a very nice part of Pittsburgh. I, oh. I was I was walking through the 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 streets uh at one o'clock in the morning on my way back because we I hung out there for a very long time. Wow. <laughs> it was ex- it was extremely fun. I haven't hung out at somebody's house until one in the morning in a while because uh, I don't know if you know this, but when you do that the next day, uh is not fun. That's true, but sometimes it's worth it. It was very much worth it. I'm trying I, to I, adopt a whole yeah. new way of living. Mm-hmm. For example, last night I had the opportunity to get a cheeseburger on the way home from my grandmother's house. And instead I said, Emma, let's drive to the nearest Chipotle so that I can get some vegetables with my dinner. And she said, what? Wow. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> and also I have been 
trying very intentionally to go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning, even on my days off. And it's a, it's a game changer. So, but that's the thing is, but then sometimes I don't know how to handle this. A special group of people comes together and and the guys are all like, let's smoke cigars. And you're like, ah, and then the whole, and then you're thrown off for two weeks, you know, because you smoke cigars one time. I'm trying to figure out how to, how to deal with that. How am I, how are you supposed to not be 30 in your 20s? I don't know. I feel like I'm 30 and I'm in my 20s. I think it's okay to generally be 30 and then lean back into your 20s when when necessity arises. Uh, when you're at like a conference. When you're at like a conference, when you're at a holiday Christmas party. When... I think that's the worst part about COVID is that uh, we lost three good conference in our 20s years. Goodness. And we're going to have to don't... make up for it. You just... There, a rock just sank through my chest and into my I stomach. Know. That was the worst feeling that anybody else has ever created inside me, except for when I got broken up with multiple times. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, "Man, I'm I always I always used to be like when I when we I remember at the 2020 conference, I think I was like, "Ah, oh, man, it must suck to have to like go take care of your kids while people are hanging out smoking cigars." Anyway, I can't wait for Seek 2021, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Can't wait for the next, next seek I go to. I will have a child. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong. It's actually a lot of fun hanging out with your kids at seek because everyone loves a baby at seek. That's right? true. Everyone wants to see. Oh, look at. Oh, you can go ahead. You you've got to please know, hold the baby. You, you're oh, act, you're living pooped, out this thing. No takes these bags. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I've I've been I, I did I did like a cigar smoking thing myself uh, the night before. Um, yeah, I just sat at a cigar bar and like. By yourself? Wrote, yeah. Wow. I, 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 I sat at a cigar bar by myself. I went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home by myself. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it, obviously. Right, but yeah. I, um, Shout out to everyone who used spoiler tags in the Discord the other day. I would have been, I would have left the Discord and not come back if I had gotten anything <laughs> spoiled for me. So but Yeah, so I, I've been doing a lot of stuff by myself because Stevie's awesome. at a wedding. And uh, I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been nice. I realized something about myself the other Tell day. Tell me. I, I like spending time alone. I'm I an extroverted fella. I'm an extroverted fella, but I also have a lot of thoughts, yeah. and I like need to write those thoughts down. Mm-hmm. And so I have a little notebook, and I was like writing in my little notebook, and my uh, my my boss. When he, will uh, I get taller? When will I get taller? <laughs> Patrick, I'm 24 years old. <laughs> How much taller am I going to get? How I'm already six two. I'm done. I'm fine. Uh, but I my. Uh, in my Clifton Strengths coaching sessions, mm. we've been talking about how Who I is really Clifton like... and how many strengths does he have? <laughs> he has all of the strengths. Don Clifton has all thirty-four strengths. This is he's he's like the avatar, but for strengths. Uh, he's a Dark Souls boss. You can't. Take <laughs> <him>. <laughs> uh, but I, I I was I was talking to him. And I'm, I'm a process-oriented guy, yeah, and so I, I I explained to him my process for writing a paper. And he was like, what if you took uh, the process for writing a paper and kind of like laid out a process for evangelization using those as corollaries? And I was like, that's interesting. And so wow. I sat there and I, I wrote it out. And it was like a nine step thing. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to write it. I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm going to run it by you eventually. Cool. And then I'm going to type it up in a blog. And I'm going to post it. It's oh. not it's not like how to get someone from from non disciple. to. You're disciple. not writing it's form like, and intentional disciples. That's no, not it's not. Going. It's not discipleship. It's literally like how to get them from zero to like their first conversion experience. It's like That's a very cool. microscopic. Because I, I want to like I want to lay it out so I can I can do it. I can train my core team on like here's what you're gonna try and do next. You know, like here's when you're talking to this kid. Here's how you. Here's what you should be looking for. When is it time to challenge their worldview? For instance, 
Like, do you really believe that? Or, you know, do you really believe that you're not worth loving? Mm-hmm. Why would you be created if you weren't worth loving? You know, when is it time to challenge their worldview? When is it time to just listen to them and not correct them? You know? Nice. Sounds like a really productive way to use your time time off. Yeah, and I was time, like smoking and drinking off, while I did it. I had a, I had a maple Knob Creek whiskey while oh. I smoked this incredible cigar. It was amazing. I'm jealous. Can when I tell I you what I did today when my wife is gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played World of Warcraft, but that's not important. What else? <laughs> <laughs> what I did was, so, all right, long story short, there's a nice lady who I lived with for a period of time. <laughs> She's an older woman. She's married. I lived with her sure. family, I guess would be a better way to say this. Better way to put that. Uh, in this short amount of time when Emma lived here and we were not married yet. So it was like two and a half weeks where I lived with this yeah. family. And she's really great. They're, they're very holy. Her husband just got ordained to the permanent diaconate. They're awesome. And uh, she found out that, I, that we had come down with the coronavirus. And she asked me if I wanted some oils to retrain my olfactory bulbs. And I said, absolutely, I want that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is, but please reset my limbic system now. Like, that's that's what I want. <laughs> and so uh, she said, well, I don't know when you and Emma are going to mass tomorrow, but we'll be at the 10 a.m. if you want to just stop us and, and you can grab the oils from me. I said, well, we went to mass yesterday because Emma has to work today. But I'll show up. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, I've got all morning. I prayed my holy hour first thing. Got up at 6 a.m., you know, which is awesome. Prayed the holy hour, drinks a coffee. I'm hanging out. I'm like, man, I got so much time. I'm thinking to myself, I was like, oh, when it gets time to go to the church, I should just ride my bike because I got this cool new bike. I'm not, I don't have to transport. It's got little ribbons on it. I got a little (laughs) ping, ding, you know, a little bell. Yeah. Um, It's got a basket. I got a basket. So, all right, might as well ride the bike. So I'm... Getting all excited, riding the bike. So the last time we spoke, it was 70 degrees in Oklahoma. It is now 30 degrees in Oklahoma. Oh, that's not fun. I did not know that when you ride fast in the cold weather, it without gloves, it makes your hands cold. No one yeah, told because, me. That's yeah, not on the you bike. Know what wind chill is? It's not on the bike instructions where it says, <laughs> look outside and look at the weather, you dummy. I should have done that. My hands. You, you ding dong? Was it My lovely? hands were, were so cold. And the chain slipped off the thing twice because I kept shifting incorrectly because it's a new bike and I was trying to figure out what to do. Got sure. grease all over my hands. I finally interact with them. She hands me this very nice velvet like Kendra Scott bag with all the oils and I had to, I had to grab it with my grease hand. Huh. But I just wanted to share this fact that I need cycling gloves. So if anybody wants to send some to me... <laughs> <laughs> I'll give, I'll give you my address. If only the there Discord. was a holiday where people I buy know. each other things coming up. <laughs> I did get, this is going to come out after Christmas, so I can say this. I got Emma a pair of cycling shorts because we went riding the other day. Just in she, time for and she was, 30 and she degrees. And she was saying, ooh, my ooh, my rump is, ah, uh, this, uh, this really hurts. I'm not used to this. I'm sore. So I got her some padded bike shorts. Oh, they're padded. They're okay. padded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. um She's not expecting them. I'm very much hoping that she doesn't look at them and say, like, I don't need these. Why the, why the hell did you get me why these shorts? I'm <laughs> fine. But I just needed another gift, so I figured it might be a good one. Because if someone gave me shorts that had padding in the butt, I'd be like, awesome. I'm going to use these every time I sit down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, do you – what's that thing from the Dr. Ethan Stating Corner jingle where you say you ding dong? What's that? <sighs> I, th- I don't know where it's from. No, do you know what you say? I think I just say, all right, you ding-dongs. Like, um, 
like it's like a we're about we're we're leading into something you know yeah it no, it's like it's all right let let me give you some advice you ding dong or something like uh, that but it, it's i have no I, clue I, 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 I found out what episode it's from oh really which one it's from the eleazar episode. you're joking and i i know that because i played it for the people at the party last night you're kidding <laughs> i patrick i played that question and they were all like every time i read something they were like no <laughs> no <laughs> anyway kadir john uh if you want to, if you want to, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you want to cringe a little bit, you used um, you used our podcast as a party trick. I did, and it worked. It did. That's the kind of it thing that only you could pull off. Like, oh, if, thanks. <laughs> if I were to go to a party and say, "Hey, everybody, everybody, quiet down," I'm going to play a part of my own podcast. Everyone would be like, "Boo!" <laughs> and they'd start throwing eggs at me, <laughs> and I'd have to wear goggles to every party I went to from then on out because people were going to throw double A batteries at my head every time I walk into a party because I what is this did the Philadelphia that. the Philadelphia Eagles Stadium? Yes, they do uh, that at the Philadelphia Eagles Stadium. Yes, I was just reading about that. Uh, I go to all of my parties exclusively in Philadelphia, but I'd be kicked out of the thing <laughs> because of Lord knows why. Because people for people have this weird. I never bring up my own podcast. Can I just say that? Like, oh, yeah. I never either. walk into a conversation unless it is like pertinent and someone is like asking me questions. I'm never going to bring it up because it's just, I, I like talking. But with, I still, but people still think I have this reputation of like, oh, you have a podcast. And I'm like, no, just <laughs> talking about my friend Ethan. I just wanted to mention my friend. Gosh. I was like, oh, my buddy from work, my coworker. That's the thing. It's like people, <laughs> people are either jealous or they know exactly the right button to push on me. <laughs> how dare you bring it up it makes me so mad uh, it's funny but so i'm just i'm very impressed that you were able to do that Thank and you. pull it off without getting uh, uh to rotten tomatoes thrown at well because i hyped the story and then they were sure. like man, man and if I, they only were like, there was what a episode way it? that we could listen to this then I could, if there's a way that i could remember all the details of the story patrick and how whips I out it. his phone to the place in the podcast where it's and already it, set to the right time it I, I had I, I already had the episode up because I was trying to find it, but I was able to move it right to where the Dr. Ethan's Aiden Corner thing. It took me two tries to get exactly where it started. That's pretty impressive. It yeah. does help that we do Dr. Ethan's Aiden Corner at the same point of every show. Pretty much, yeah. So It does help. But, oh, my gosh. So good. Well, if I'm anyone glad. knows where he is. I'm glad. I'll send you boy. I'll send you an invoice. Eliezer, if you tell us who you are, you can come on the podcast. Eliezer, if, we, if you reveal your true identity... I'll actually pay you. I'll give you 50 bucks it's for all like the pain that we've inflicted. Has it's been a been year. It's been a year and a half. Yeah. I think. It was July of 2020. It was before wow. I was married. Wow. It was right before the wedding. But, man, like it's been a year and a half. I'm sure you're over it by now. You know, pain pain is in the distant past. Now mm-hmm. you're 22. You're, you're, I don't know about you. Comedy and is tragedy plus time. So I need you to get on this <laughs> podcast so that we can. Tragedy plus time over the square root of pi equals comedy. Equals the, the comedy circumference. Negative A B, negative B plus or minus no. square root of four A C. Mm-hmm. What is it? I'll, I didn't. I never had to remember. B squared it. plus or minus the square root of four A C all over two A. That's right. Yeah. I think. Oh, is there a, is there a, ra- a rap for it? Doesn't it rhyme? No, it's just I just memorized it. I think I'm right though. I could be wrong. That sounds right. It sounds right, but anything sounds right when you say it like that. That's true. You know confidently and slightly condescendingly everyone's like oh okay you must be right <laughs> oh yeah but did you know that the square root of any two sides of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side did you know that i did so it's been a while since i took geometry if you had told me that i would confirm it 
but I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, that's from The Wizard of Oz, and it's not true. <laughs> when the scarecrow gets his brain, he says, "The square root of any two sides of an isosceles triangle. The sum of any, the sum of the square roots of any two sides of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side." And that's just not is true. It, is it just false? Yeah, it's just wrong. You think that's that because, they could that would mean say a proof that was correct? Because like that's not possible because like you can have an isosceles triangle that sides are two inches, two inches, and three inches, and then an isosceles triangle that side is two inches, two inches, and four inches. It would just be a different angle. An isosceles triangle has that's not possible. It's just not possible. It's yeah. possible for some triangles. He was only talking about the ones where it is true for obviously. It, obviously. <laughs> But it's funny because he gets his brain and then he flubs it. I don't know what they were thinking. It's supposed to, I think it, it's. Maybe it was a meta sad. commentary on how people with brains still get things wrong sometimes. Because he got like a college degree. That was the point, right? He was like, I have a degree now, so I'm smart. That was like. <laughs> Is that what he wished for from the wizard? Br- no, he like wanted brains. He wanted, a, well, he got a brain, but then when they go to the wizard, does the wizard give him a degree? I think that's what happens. And the, and the lion gets a mechanical heart. No, 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 no. The Tin Man gets a mechanical. Oh, heart. what does the lion get? He needs the courage. The lion gets courage. What is that? I don't know. I think that I think the the lion just is like uh, he. No, wait. The lion gets a, a blue ribbon. That's what he gets. You're kidding. And he just feels really courageous. Yeah. What does I the played lion the lion get? in the in my in my elementary school's production of The Wizard of Oz, and it was my favorite role ever. What does the lion get in The Wizard of Oz? What puts the ape in apricot? Hold courage. on, movie. Come on, I don't care about the book. I took the AR. The wizard gives him a dish of unknown liquid, telling him it is "quote unquote" courage to drink. That's just alcohol. <laughs> so, so dude, dude just freaking... Here, just, here's a shot here's of tequila. a shot of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. So, courage, so the lion gets alcohol. The so the first of all, the crazy thing is that the wizard is just a guy. Like he's not even first. Thing, he has yeah. no authority. Like we don't know. Much like we don't know the polity of Israel, we have no clue the polity of the Emerald City, right? Like, we don't know who's actually in charge. We know that there's a person at the gate who lets people in, and we know that there's a wizard. Is there someone above the wizard? Is there a king? Do they have an emperor? Is this just this one guy who managed to figure out how to make his head really big, is, is, and that's why he gets to make all the decisions is because he figured out how to make his head really big? That's, that's I don't know ar- if that's, that's about as arbitrary. That's about that's about as arbitrary as popular opinion. That's true. Opinion. That's true. <laughs> and he just prints off a degree, gives away this this very impressive mechanical heart that they probably could use for medical research. No, I don't. In the movie, The Wizard of Oz they, doesn't give him juice. And they, no, he it gives, they him, gives him some juice, and he goes. Oh, remember? Wait, no, I'm, I'm watching it right now. You're watching it right now. Give me the lion juice. The the he he opens a the wizard is opening a cabinet a filing cabinet he gives him the Mars water to drink he's pulling he's pulling something out of a bag or what's this guy up to he's pulling something out of a bag uh huh and who is it this is, guy it's just a metal he's he pulls out like an iron cross and it just says courage on it and he pins it to the lion's You're kidding. fur yeah well, hmm. and then he's like I'm brave no 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 wait. I think what he does is like, well, you guys fought the witch that I wanted you to fight. Uh-huh. So you um, you actually had courage in you the whole time. The real courage was mm. the witches we fought along was, the way. Was the witch that we melted. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he does give the- him a degree, right? He's happy about the degree. He takes the lion over here. I'm, I'm watching it also. He's just, it's a okay. very big bag. Okay, so he does get a medal. That looks suspiciously like something Otto von Bismarck would use to give to someone who committed war crimes in the name of prussia um 
Tin Man gets this crazy thing. Dorothy gets Jack, by the way. Yeah. What a what a wild Truly wild. It's very wild. Here's a here's a piece of paper that we made up. Here's a <laughs> here's a clock. Here's a clock. And in the shape a, of a heart. Here's a medal that we clearly weren't planning on using. <laughs> it just says courage on it. We got it at the dollar store. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So speaking of the way governments are run, would you oh, like to get into our topic? I would love to get into the topic. Amazing. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, all right, I'm gonna lean back. No, take the lead. What? <laughs> you're you're interviewing me, baby. I'm not. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I've yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't agree to do this. Patrick we said he wanted to talk about religious freedom. I, I do want to talk about religious freedom. I, I told do. him that would be fine. I don't know what on earth we're gonna be talking about though. So him telling me to take the lead is kind of okay. Duplicitous. So this semester, I had to write. No, I, I got to write. I I chose to do this. Uh, I I wrote. Uh, two literature reviews so one of my both of my classes required a literature review uh and for those of you don't do academic papers a literature review is you take a topic and you essentially read everything that's been written on said topic and you lay out where people are on the state of a question so like last semester the state of the question was what is the sacrament what is the nature of the sacramental character of the diaconate it was narrow enough of holy orders excuse me it was narrow enough for me to have like, you know, different schools of thought this semester. I wanted to do something about church and state, but that's way too broad because mm-hmm. there's Catholic perspectives and there's non-Catholic perspectives. Right. Those are the two kinds of perspectives. It's true. It you is can true. boil everything down yeah. into those two categories. And, uh, so I decided to narrow things down religious freedom. And I was talking to a professor and he mentioned dignitatis humanae, which is the, uh, the Vatican II declaration on religious freedom. And it is divisive. So I I need I need you I, I want you to know who was on this committee. Okay, right. it's pretty Carl crazy. Honor. No, 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 no. Dang. Carl Honor didn't touch this. He was doing liturgy stuff. Thank okay. goodness. So this John Courtney Murray, an American, uh, a lot of American bishops were on this on this committee. Okay. But John Courtney Murray was an American Jesuit, and he had he had been censored by. <laughs> By by the prefect for the by a prefect in the Vatican or the prefect I don't know how the government works in the Vatican but he'd been censored for ten years he got the censor lifted just in time for the Second Vatican Council hmm. and he was basically like the American conception of religious liberty is the best the freaking best it's amazing and is this so an Amer- is he an American he's an American okay. Jesuit yeah got it okay and so this guy is one of the most important guys at the council do we like this guy spoiler alert no no but okay the two you. other people the two other people that were on this that were on this committee okay archbishop carol voitiwa heck yes 
My and boy. Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading this and I was like, oh no, my paper is the discourse. It's no. <laughs> I didn't know this. I didn't know this. And An American Jesuit, a saint, uh-huh. and a schismatic walk into yeah. a... <laughs> Walk into a council. Walk into, into a typical pa- review into a, session. An ecumenical council. Yeah, and so like this, this, this little paper. By the way, you can go, you can go pause this podcast, and you could go to Vatican.va. I can't pause this. Load podcast. up. You can't. I'm you stuck You could here. load up. You could load up Dignitatis Humanae, and you could read it in 30 minutes. It is so short. Thank it's goodness. so short. Which they is don't why make them like someone, they used to. No, they don't. Which is why someone on Twitter was was saying stupid stuff about Dignitatis Humanae, and they were like, I've read most of Dignitatis Humanae, and I was like, you've read most of it? It's 15 paragraphs. <laughs> why didn't you just finish? You know? <laughs> just read the whole thing. Um, I've read it a couple of times now, and it's interesting. It's interesting, to say the least. Um, I I wasn't aware of this until I read like the background of the actual document, but it's why they schismed. It's like why Archbishop Lefebvre schismed. Whoa, yeah his his interpretation of the document was the the Roman Catholic Church is is apostatizing, and I must retain the. Uh, For those that don't know, Archbishop Lefebvre is the guy that started the SSPX, um, and uh, broke with the church and created some own. He ordained some bishops that he wasn't allowed to ordain, and Ratzinger gave him every possible opportunity to come back into communion with the church so that he didn't have to excommunicate him. He went and did it anyway. Um, so he's a controversial figure. Some people hail him as a yeah. hero. Most people regard him as someone who just was very uh, stubborn. Yeah, so he uh, he ordained those bishops, and during John Paul II's papacy, who yeah. was Carol Wojtyla, so like right. they knew each other. They were friends. They were on the committee together. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it's really interesting because you got to look at the backgrounds of these men to understand their perspectives on religious liberty. Right. So John Courtney Murray, like I said, was an American and he loved America. He was like, the American conception of religious liberty is very nice. Yes. Uh, Archbishop Lefebvre is French and oui. his understanding of religious liberty is, is very much informed by the French revolution, uh. which was an incredibly anti-Catholic formulation of religious liberty. Indeed. John Courtney Murray was like, well, the American conception of religious liberty is not anti-Catholic because it's the sixties. We got a Catholic president. Everything's fine. Little do you know? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yes. But Carol Wojtyla's impression of religious liberty was, was unique mm-hmm. because he was understandable. He was understandably, uh, wary of liberalism because he was under you know occupied poland for two different <laughs> two different times you know yeah. like communist poland and nazi poland and so he understood that like liberalism has its dangers and so he wasn't as, as gung-ho about it as murray but he also recognized the need for religious liberty to be recognized mm-hmm. universally mm-hmm. and so uh, they Dignitatis Humanae. When your friends get beat up in the street and killed by Soviets and then also Nazis for being priests and studying in seminary, it really changes how you view uh, yes things. So yes. that's so he was he was he was in the same he was di- as distrusting of liberalism as Lefebvre was, mm-hmm. but he also recognized you know like religious liberty is important because without it you get persecuted right. and. So it, it was a very, it's a very, it's a very good combination of boys, I think. And they, they represent, they represent the three different ways to approach Dignitatis Humanae. 
uh, John Courtney Murray, his approach to Dignitatis Humanae is, finally, the church has officially recognized the American formulation of religious liberty. <laughs> Thank goodness. That was his, that was, that's like pretty much an exact quote. He, he mentions in one of his interviews, he said, I'm just, I'm just sad that it took the church this long and that the secular world recognized religious liberty first. Um, and I would reply to that, uh, okay, so the first people to mention religious liberty, uh, who were they trying to get religious liberty from? Mm-hmm. John Courtney Murray. Who were mm-hmm. they trying? They were trying to get it from the Catholic Church. Okay, yes. so that's probably why the Catholic Church wasn't so keen on saying, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Uh, but Marcel Lefebvre, as you can probably gather, didn't like the formulation, and here's why. So Dignitatis Humanae, uh, it pretty much says that religious liberty is inherent in human dignity. Hmm. So Dignitatis Humanae, it it says, uh, let me actually pull up the quote. I can edit this out. Yeah. That's why I'm pausing. Love the pause. Ah, yes. Okay. In Dignitatis Humanae, Article 2, it says that the right to religious freedom, the right to religious liberty is based in the, quote, very dignity of the person. Mm -hmm. Uh, The document recognizes religious freedom for religious communities, but limits it by certain things. So the the three main questions of the document is, the three main questions are, what is the nature of religious liberty? What are its limitations? And how does this jive with development of doctrine? Right. Based on Carol Wojtyla's reading of the document, which is pretty much what it says, uh, Carol Wojtyla was correct, by the way. Yes. Uh, the fact that he was Pope and then continued to write on liberty and freedom afterwards, uh, it's kind of a big win for the development of doctrine department. Absolutely. Uh, but the formulation is that the nature of religious liberty is that it's, uh, it, is, it is a positive freedom for truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is rooted in the dignity of the human person. Mm-hmm. And its limit is the, is the common good, is the just public order. Uh, which I can get to in a bit, in a bit, but that's probably that's a little bit later. The big question is how does this develop doctrine? This document is the only one in the in the Second Vatican Council that says we are developing doctrine now. <laughs> that's nice. It's the only one that's explicit. It says we are developing doctrine now. Um, and the problem that a lot of scholars on about that scholars that focus on Dignitas Humanae notice is Quanta Cura, which is a is a is the the document that accompanied the Syllabus of Errors by Pope Pius the Ninth. Okay. Um, he says, and this is a pretty long quote, but I'll explain it in a little bit. That's fine. Uh, this is Article 2 of, wait, Article 3 of Quanta Cura. They, meaning, uh, he's talking about some heretics. Uh, they, these heretics, do not fear to foster that erroneous opinion, most fatal in its effects on the Catholic Church and the salvation of souls, called by our predecessor, Pope Gregory Sixteenth, an insanity, uh, vis-a-vis that liberty of conscience and worship is man's personal right. So this is the error that they hold. That liberty of worship is man's personal right, which ought to be legally proclaimed and asserted in every rightly constituted society, and that that right resides in citizens to an absolute liberty, which should be restrained by no authority, ecclesial or civil, whereby they may be able to openly and publicly manifest and declare any of their ideas whatsoever by word of mouth, the press, or any other way. While they rashly affirm this, they do not think and consider that they are preaching a, quote, liberty of perdition. Um, So he's saying... These people, these these heretics, these these people are promoting an error that says uh, you have absolute religious freedom. Right. And so, the the problem is he's saying this is wrong, and, and you can read Dignitas Humanae as saying what he is saying is wrong. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of a problem. And so my paper was, how is this not contradictory? Gotcha. What are your thoughts? I think, I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think it all comes back to, um, I don't really know. So, oh boy, let me back up 14 steps. The first sure. thing is, I don't know what anybody is saying about religious freedom in America today. I, I just, I don't know yeah. what the current conversation is. I don't know what the current problems are. The, the probably the most pertinent example that I can think of is uh, the contraception mandate, you know, or uh, sure. uh, abortion regulations or, or those kinds of things, right? That's the, the only thing that I can think of that's really like a popular modern conversation because America is structured in such a way that no one cares what religion you are generally mm-hmm. um so there's not much like i need freedom of conscience in order to not eat pork because i'm this that, or the other thing or i need freedom yeah. of conscience to not eat meat on fridays because it's like no one's gonna force you to eat meat on fridays but it's the so i don't know if there's something there's if there are some conversations going on that i'm just not privy to so i just because i just don't think this is like that big of an issue for most the average joe schmo my second thought is that this all makes sense because there is a, a primacy of the individual in Catholic thought that it's, it's not to the exclusion of, of the public good, but it's like you are responsible for following the truth in as much as your conscience and your intellect can, can get you there, you know, like, mm-hmm. So if someone is is raised Jewish, then they have a responsibility to be as Jewish as they can be, right? And it, they got to seek the truth as much as they possibly can, you know? Yeah. Um, if you are raised uh, Baptist, you got to be as Baptist as you can be, um, seeking after the truth. And there, there are lots of uh, Jewish people and evangelicals um, and people who are not Catholic who find the truth of Catholicism because they take what they're given and they pursue it to the, to the end. Right. How Mm -hmm. it's so sad that there are so many people who are Catholic who don't um, make that leap. But that's what I kind of see religious freedom as is like, yes. So even if we had like a Catholic theocracy or whatever, right. Like it, it wouldn't be the right thing to force everyone to be raised under Catholicism because it wouldn't be true to the individual. It would be violating, yes. it would be violating some person's individual conscience. Yeah. And so um, that's kind of the, the thing to wrestle with is like, how do we play? How do we play in the gray, gray area in the middle? Um, and I think Dignitatis Humanae does this well. I believe it. I think it does it very well. But I, I think the issue is that the, John Courtney Murray was an incredibly influential figure hmm. in American Catholicism. In How come 60s, I've never heard of him? It's, uh, he's an influential figure in, in academic circles. Gotcha. And like people were reading his stuff in Catholic universities mm-hmm. that formed priests who formed people. Right. Yeah, this right. stuff trickles yeah, down. Gotcha, gotcha. Right. Trickle down economics. And trickle down, trickle down religious freedom. And the American conception of religious freedom is twofold, Mm -hmm. right? There's the establishment clause and there's the free exercise clause. Mm -hmm. And the establishment clause is Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion. And then the second is, or the free exercise thereof. Um, 
so in America, the way it works out, legis- the way that jurisprudence works out is that the first thing is, is more important than the second thing. Mm-hmm. Disestablishment, so Congress not making a law respecting the establishment of religion is more important in the eyes of the American Constitution, in the eyes of, the, of American judges, than the free exercise clause. So, for example, there was a court case where a woman was suing her employer because he had her work on Saturdays and she was an observant Jew and she didn't want to work on the Sabbath. Right. They would not they would not uphold her wrongful termination because it would be making a law respecting religion mm. that people who are religious do not are exempt from working on their holy day of rest. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously so so then when when you're forced to choose between disestablishment and free exercise the American church always chooses disestablishment first. The American government. Con- government. Sorry. You said basically Whoops. the same thing. So it doesn't A little matter. slip of the tongue yeah. there. Uh, and on the other hand, the church, the Catholic church, always chooses free exercise before disestablishment. That makes in sense, fact, yeah. In fact, in Dignitatis Humanae, Article 6, the church said, the, the, the document pretty much says, yeah, if you have a state sponsored religion, um, just make sure that you're not abrogating people's free exercise. It like allows for the idea that a government could could recognize a state could recognize a religion, mm-hmm. um, and that's very much not American. I mean, you right. could get burned at the stake in America for saying something like that. Totally, like state sponsored religion—that's tyranny. That's tyranny, I tell you. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I think the reason why I I think it's good it's good for the average Joe Schmo to understand Dignitatis Humanae is because the law is an educator Mm -hmm. and the law teaches you what's important. And John Courtney Murray was convinced that American religious freedom had found a way to allow for juridical indifference. So indifference of the law, but not indifference of the people. Mm. And the church was like, you can have a country that's indifferent to religion via its law, but you can never have a country that's indifferent to religion moral indifference so the the people can't be indifferent morally and john courtney murray basically said well that's fine um so america can be juridically indifferent but it's not morally indifferent it's the 60s everybody's religious in the 60s right uh and then you know stuff happens Mm -hmm. uh and i i pointed that out in my in my in my paper i was like i mean it's pretty clear now that we are a morally indifferent morally indifferent to religion i mean even people that are catholic will say well, it doesn't really matter what religion you are mm-hmm. as long as you believe in mm-hmm. X, whatever I consider to be a fundamental. And you can tell the difference between the 60s and now based on the two Catholic presidents that we've had oh, yeah. and the uproar about their about their uh, election. People weren't, people weren't mad at Joe Biden for being elected because he was Catholic. It was because he wasn't X enough or he was too X. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no one, no one brought up his, no one brought up his religion except for like some really fringe Catholics were like, oh, he's not really Catholic, but they still didn't, you know, anyway. And, but with JFK, that was the whole thing. It was like, Rome is going to be our president now. Ah, you know? No, Marilyn Manson's the president now. Marilyn Manson. Marilyn the Monroe. Yeah, it was a <laughs> different person. <laughs> Can you imagine? Could you imagine? Everyone uh, yeah, has to uh, get swear words tattooed on their forehead. John F. Kennedy famously <laughs> had an affair with Marilyn Manson. Don't, that doesn't leave <laughs> this podcast, okay? Nobody, nobody <laughs> tell, any, talk about that. Nobody tell anybody that I said that on accident. Anyway, I, I, I think it's important to talk about religious freedom because the American conception of religious freedom is flawed. Yes. And that doesn't mean... But the other side of that coin, right, mm-hmm. is that that doesn't mean that you automatically become... 
like a, a Christian nationalist Pepe on Twitter. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's not the other option. Yes. When when you bring this up, the 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 first response that you get is like, well, you can't force people to be Catholic. It's like, well, who said that the state-sponsored religion would force people to be Catholic? Like, who who would say that a state that recognizes the Catholic truth would then be forcing people to be Catholic? Right. I mean, no one's forcing you to be. No one's forcing you to be like totally liberal. It's interesting right? that no anytime you you try to combine the state and the church, people instantly go to the one hundred percent full blown mandate religion option. Like no one and it's, sees a and path it's forward where where the government could recognize a religion or or endorse a set of religious views that would not also result in that go- same government mandating everyone to be members of it. like pe- that's the yeah, I, it's, that must be an American thing that people think that way. Well, it's a, it's a it's a liberalism thing because the liberal conception of the state is that it's an entity that has a monopoly on coercive power. Mm-hmm. That's the liberal conception of the state mm-hmm. is that we as humans all got together and we decided there's an entity that can coerce us into doing things, and there's you know there's a monopoly on violence, and you know the default position is only the state can do violence, and if you do violence, you have to defend that violence with the state. You know. Mm-hmm you have to be somehow acting in self-defense or in the name of the state or something, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting way to view the state, but the, the, uh, the only, uh, the two alternatives are not, you know, Christian fascism and liberalism, but that, that's what liberalism does. It sets itself up as the only viable solution to a non-existent problem. Mm-hmm. But the, the interesting thing about that I read in a book, um, oh, it was in the politics of the real, which is, one of New Polity's original nice. New Polity press books. He talks about how uh, liberalism is not equipped to allow for religious freedom because liberalism does not recognize what religions are. Whereas the Catholic Church allows for religious freedom more more really than a, than a liberal state does because a the Catholic Church recognizes what a religion is. Mm-hmm. And a religion is a total existence like it's a total life yeah it's something that consumes your whole self mm-hmm. like um, the way that a muslim person looks at the world is different yes than the way that a catholic looks at the world and so the ironic thing right is that uh the catholic church can allow a muslim person to live and practice his religion more freely than the liberal state can mm. because the liberal state requires this muslim person to uh, recognize their religion is nothing more than a bowling league that has some extra rules to sure. it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's the mm. the the Catholic Church doesn't see itself as an all encompassing, um, you know, state that is has a monopoly on coercive power. Anyway, and I, if the, only it the, did. If only it did, no, it would be It'd bad. Be really bad. But I mean, it, it's interesting because you know your your point a while back about the UN being the only internationally recognized moral authority Mm -hmm. is just true. You know, it's just true. Uh, It's the only internationally recognized moral authority when, where in that, like that should be the church that Christ established. Right. And, and that's not to say that like, this is, this is something that I was, I was talking about in my article was like, okay, so the state, um, there, there are some there are some conceptions of separation of church and state where like well the state can have control in civil matters but the church will can have control in matters that require faith and that's fine until you get to like things like the desecration of the Eucharist mm-hmm. 
that should be illegal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Hot take. The state should, the state should uh, coerce people into not desecrating the Eucharist, but that doesn't make sense unless you have supernatural faith. So you would need supernatural faith to recognize that's not desecrating bread. That's desecrating mm-hmm. Jesus. And you would have to like, let's know, say the government was, anyway. was Catholic and endorsed Catholic principles. Do you think they would also, cause I agree that you should make that illegal, but you shouldn't force anyone to believe anything that they don't believe. So do you think that then it would also probably be illegal for someone to like, I don't know, break into the inner Mormon temple sanctum? You know, like this thing that's super sacred to them, despite well, yeah, Mormonism I'm, I'm not, being I'm not a rock religion. Being wrong, I'm not. I'm so I. I don't think in in this in this situation the person has not broken any other laws. Okay, they were given the Eucharist freely mm-hmm. by a priest, mm-hmm. so they were just they they were given the Eucharist totally. and they just and they desecrated the it. Right. There was no breaking and entering involved because that, that, that's the other sure. argument. Okay. Is yeah, like, well, you could you could you could legislate that through like, oh well, they broke into the tabernacle and stole the Eucharist. Like, no, they were given to it. They were given it by a priest, not theft. Right. You know? Okay, that's fair. That's a good. So point. yeah, breaking into a Mormon temple would still be right. But I was I was wondering if there into... would just be two charges instead of the one. You know, like oh, breaking into the Mormon temple plus violating the sanctuary or whatever it is. You know. I mean, it's possible. It's possible for re- certain religious communities to have different protections than, say, like a school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like th- they're different, not necessarily higher. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I would say maybe. Maybe like, this is a re- anyway. this is a religious community that is seeking truth. But that's exactly the point, yeah. right? It's like breaking into a church and breaking into a house are two different things. You're violating a a community that's trying to seek God, mm-hmm. and so that's worse than just violating. It was. A it's house. so much worse that there was that one priest in New Orleans that was creating an adult film on the altar in his church than if he were doing it in the rectory. Yes. You know, like there's, it's worse. And every, and everybody, regardless of who you are, can, can acknowledge that fact. Everyone I want to, I want to walk backwards. What is wrong over there? What, Patrick what? keeps le- bending over. Do you have snacks on the ground that you're eating and not showing me? I'm plugging my laptop ah, because it's, it needs to be. Plugged in. Um, I want to, I want to kind of walk around this and see it from, from every angle. The, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say, Patrick. We went too far away from it. Give me a second. All right. Oh, I got it. Wait, All hold right. on. I gotta plug my laptop in. My hip just popped. All right. Yeah. Feels great. Cord with an old man. Is there nowhere? Is there no plugs in the area? Well, no, there is, but I have to get like a, I have to get a, the one at the table isn't working. Oh, you should call your super about that. I should. Sir, your your the apartment that you have given me, it does not help me podcast. <laughs> um, maybe it is charging. Oh well, if it turns off, we'll figure it out. What are you saying? I feel weird talking to an empty room. It's okay, I do it all the time. I just don't want to, I, because I don't want to be speaking about something and try to get your reaction when you're distracted. You know? Oh, an alcohol. No, it's the no, special I'm courage drinking. juice that the lion drank. No, I have life teens and I am not drinking. Right. Um, no, it's a bubbly. Got it. I it's a clear American line. Will say. 
So your bowling league comment. Sure. The uniquely American Western liberal democracy opinion about religion being that yeah. reli- various faiths are no more than just your particular hobby, your particular interest, your particular this, that, or the other thing. It makes sense then that the government is going all in on the, I wish there was a better term for this quote unquote woke agenda. I don't, I don't sure. like that term. I wish there was a better <laughs> term. The woke mob is coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> Find me and take me out. I'm quaking in my boots. Um, I say that with dripping irony. Yes, of course. By the way. I think it, it makes sense then because if, if everything is just a bowling league, if everything is just a, a group of group of people that you play canasta with, then there's no yeah. there's no the 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 philosophical term would be a private a private if you have a private association, then there's nothing wrong, nothing in the eyes of the government would change about your private association by draping a rainbow flag over the private association, right? Nothing, yes. nothing is changes about you playing canasta with your friends if you all say Black Lives Matter every once in a while, you know, like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So there's this it makes sense that that is the dogma that is being adopted by the state because in their mind, you can be whatever you want to be, right? Like you can be Catholic, you can be Muslim, you can be Baptist, you can be Mormon, you can be Jehovah's witness, you can be a Scientologist. doesn't matter, but everybody should be able to say these things because they're not, there's, there's no connection. There's no bridge in their mind Mm -hmm. between, um, what you said about how religion is this whole all encompassing thing because religion should not just be religion should just be about your relationship with God. So there's no reason why you should have any problem of, of what this person does with their body or, you yeah, know? that's, that's why, that's why the, the governor of Virginia was like, why do you guys have to go to church? You can just stay at home and pray. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and, and when and you, that's, when you that's realize thing, that everybody yeah. thinks that way and they're not like, it's not that everybody out there is staunchly opposed to the, traditional christian morals which by the way that statement is the government restricting the free exercise of religion they just don't realize it because the government has made a decision about what religion is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. that's that is a, that is an agent of the state mm-hmm. restricting people's free exercise of religion right so yeah apparently that's fine that's an know? interesting we should run that up to the fifth circuit court of appeals and see what they do with that yeah i don't know how the government works but I mean, that's what that's what that was Bishop Barron's point. He was like, no, you you have to understand the reality that we are closing our churches to protect. You are not mandating that our churches are mm-hmm. closed. We are closing mm-hmm. them. This is it's a diff- it's difference. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people just to finish out this thought before I lose it again. Uh, no, Sorry. you're totally fine. I to- I love what you said. I a lot of people think that the government is just this anti-Christian thing that's out, out to get you. And it's. There might be some people who are anti-Christian who are out to get you. Uh, I, I don't doubt that for a second. But the closer reality is people have never thought, have taken the time to stop and think about what what they believe religion to be. They haven't stopped to think mm-hmm. about what religion ought to be, and they haven't stopped to think about what how culture and religion interact with one another. Because they don't take the time to think about these things when a very angry lobbyist group comes and says, why isn't there more of this messaging? Why isn't there more BLM? Why isn't there more LGBT stuff? Why isn't there more of this? 
there's no time to stop and think like, well, what do I really think about the interaction of, of faith mm-hmm. with these kinds of things? Sure. So they're, we're just going to default to, well, there's all these private associations. There shouldn't be any, any problem, you know, like that's really what most people think. I think is just, you shouldn't have what any I, problem with accepting is, this stuff. I want to hear what I want to hear is I want to hear organizations and, 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 and people in political punditry. I want to hear them say like, it is wrong to harm a black person because of their skin color, because that person has human dignity. Yes. That is why it is yes. wrong. It is wrong to harass a woman in the workplace sexually mm-hmm. because you are treating her as if she is an object and she is a human mm-hmm. being and has dignity and you are not treating her in accordance with her human dignity. But that's not what it, it is. is. Wrong. It's just because she's a protected mm-hmm. class. Yeah. Because this this black person is a quote unquote a juridically protected class, so the 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 government has decided this is a protective class. That's basically what it is. There's no there's nothing ontological about a black person that makes them a protected. class. Is that class. Marxist to protect a class? Y- well, yes, in the in the very loose sense of the term. I'm Marxism. trying to figure out where that comes from. Where the term Who, Marx, where protected classes come from? Yes, because it seems as if, and I could be wrong. I might be approaching it from the wrong angle. That we buy into the idea that life is struggle, right? Life is, is defined by the, the oppressed versus mm-hmm. the oppressors. And mm-hmm. so in order to combat that, we have to create these protected classes like that. It, that's the connection yeah. in my mind. It might not, it, it probably is not where it came from, but it just seems to echo the way that he viewed the world. Sure. I think I think you're on to something. I don't necessarily I'm not opposed to having juridically that, protected classes. I'm just trying to Yeah, I don't necessarily, but I I think you're on to something and I think I think it's important to recognize that. But I also think that it's not necessarily bad. Sure. Like you said, right. like it's, Mars can think things and say things and, and they might right. well, yeah, and they might be correct and it yeah. might his ideas might end up leading to something that is closer to the truth even if he had lots of other things that yeah. did not lead closer to the truth. So and this is the this is the cool thing about the church and the development of mm-hmm. doctrine, which is was part of my my paper was on the power of assimilation, mm-hmm. which is a, a principle. Uh, Newman uh, Newman wrote about this. John John Henry Newman, and in England he wrote about the development of doctrine, and he talked about seven principles. One of them being the power of assimilation, and that's that uh, the Catholic Church assimilates ideas that are not hers into the Catholic Church and conforms them to yes. Christ, and she can do that freely because she is so well protected from mm-hmm. error. And so this is why the church is able to adopt Greek philosophy terms because she can make them hers now, you know? And so now nature means something different. Now human nature means something different, um, but it means something more of what it is. And so similarly, the church can take Marxist principles and conform those principles to her. Yes. That's the, that important the important thing. thing. Not just take the Marxist principles, they, yes. but take them and then, yes. and then crucify yeah. them. Conform them to Christ. It's 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 what you might call baptizing ah, something, indeed. right? Like what you might say colloquially. colloquially. But yeah, so colloquially, colloquially. I'm not licking anything. Uh, not licking, not licking any colloquials. I also um, don't want to hop off that one point too before we go too far. But the yeah, no, please, please keep the idea on of it. the of it all being about human dignity, like how really, oh, how yeah. really every social problem that then turns into some kind of religious problem that then turns into some kind of political problem really has its roots in human dignity. Yes. Like the, the late, this is why he wrote the theology of the mm-hmm. body. It wasn't just about not watching porn. Bron, 
The theology of the body was so good. It's a it's a theological anthropology, Ethan. This is what Father Harrison was saying years mm-hmm. ago. We read we read Christopher West and we watched the videos in school talking about chastity and theology of the body. It wasn't about sex. No. It was about so much it's, more. It was about our human dignity yes. and how like that's fundamentally who we are. What's, and this is what what's he was the name saying of the in Dignitatis we've been Humanae. talking about. Dignitatis Humanae. And what does that translate to, Patrick? Uh, human oh. dignity. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. But it's yeah, it's it's crazy, mm-hmm. and it's like, but you know what Lefebvre said? Lefebvre say? He said, "No, no, no. Truth sets you free." Okay. Okay, not wrong. And if you don't have truth, if you're in sin, you do not have human dignity. That is incorrect. He wrote that in his open letter to confused Catholics, and I wrote about that in my paper. An I was open like, letter to correct. Marcel Lefebvre. You wrong, bro. You wrong. It's true that you you can have – there's a difference between fundamental and acquired dignity mm-hmm. wherein, like, I have acquired dignity, dignity by virtue of being a youth minister. And if I were to cheat on my wife, I would lose that mm-hmm. dignity, but I would still retain my human right. dignity. It's in the same way, like, a king who, who you know, is disgraced or, like, a priest yes, that's what I was thinking. who is disgraced like, loses their dignity. You can tell yeah. the difference between a priest who is dignified and who's walking around who understands the burden of his priesthood and responds to it accordingly – and a priest who does not, right? Like there's a there's a certain dignity that we accept through our vocation yes. in addition to our innate fundamental human dignity. Um, yes. When I hung out with Riley Sharapa, I said, you look more dignified. With Babby. I, it was, I, I, I thought that she was older than me, even though we're the same age. But I was like, you are holding your child. You have, an, you have a higher acquired dignity mm-hmm. than I do because of, of how much you've sacrificed for this little squiggly baby. And if we, um, if we yeah, weren't yeah. able to talk about that at a... I don't, I don't actually anticipate this, but at the level of punditry and at the level of, you know, the national conversation or even just in our water cooler conversations locally, then all of a sudden we don't have to talk about Black Lives Matter, the organization being pro-trans rights. We can talk about, in this individual instance, was everyone's human dignity respected? Whose human dignity, dignity was violated? What should the response to that be? Mm-hmm. How can we how yeah. can we avoid violating people's human dignity in the future in that way? You know, mm-hmm. like and it, when you talk about yeah. the the transgender thing, right? It's like, okay, does it violate someone's human, human dignity to take their penis and turn it into a vagina? Yes. Right? Like so that's <laughs> yeah. It, it changes the conversation from being you are doing a sin and you're going to go to hell or yeah. you're going to be removed from the Christian body for this that or the other thing. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Joe Biden shouldn't receive communion because that would violate his human dignity for his own soul. Right? Like yes, that's indeed. It's a different conversation. A diff- and you can have a debate. And you about can that. have a debate. You about can have that. a discussion. But if you, that. if it's yeah. just, you know, this guy is a bad X and I think he should go burn in Y, you know, like it just, because yeah, because it's the, the, the conversation is always about like, well, you are a this mm-hmm. phobe, you know, or you are a racist, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that that takes the focus off of who is being and harmed. This ultimately, the problem with racism is not that this person is a racist. The problem with racism is that it's not respecting human yes. dignity. That's mm-hmm. the problem, and it's it's uh, that is the fundamental. But you thing that we but need that to doesn't. Understand. But th- that's the thing that and the other thing that people don't, you, people don't actually want to solve racism. They want to punish racists. People don't actually want to solve yes. transphobia. They want to punish transphobes. People don't actually want to solve any number of hot button issues, right? They don't want to solve this because they just want to feel they don't want religious freedom. They want to punish the exactly. church. That was the exactly. whole point. Yes. 
That was the whole point. The first people to 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 assert religious freedom were trying to find freedom from the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. That's just yes. true. That's a historically attested mm-hmm. fact. And we have to reconcile with that because it's like, all right, so this whole world that we've created that respects quote unquote religious freedom and the rights of religious freedom, we don't respect the responsibility of the human person to uh, respond. We don't have, we don't have, we don't appreciate the duty that every person has to worship God. And you know mm-hmm. what's crazy? The government is a equi- John Courtney Murray's big thing was the uh, the incompetence of the state, and this might be something that we all believe. I'm on that. The incompetence of the, oh yeah, Congress is super incompetent. That's not what I mean. Um, I mean uh, the incompetence of the state to decide things pertaining to matters of religion. That's sure. what he believed. He believed the state was incompetent when it comes to matters of religion. But here's the thing: you can know God exists without supernatural mm-hmm. faith. You can know that mankind is created good and in the image of God without supernatural faith. You can know that the human be- that a human being is demanded to worship God without supernatural faith. You can know all of those things with human reason. And the state is made up of people. And people are capable of, <laughs> of recognizing that the existence of God and the goodness of worshiping him and the responsibility of human beings to find out how to worship him. And so the state... The state is capable of saying the. Do you know what the preambula fide is? We the people, in order to form a more perfect union. <laughs> the preambula fide is the preambles of faith. It's very similar to the preamble in the sense that it's very dissimilar, mm-hmm. uh, but it has the same first word. Mm-hmm. We. <laughs> and the preambles of faith are in three separate categories. It's the um, the uh, man is created to. It's the, the the rational argument for the existence of God, like the rational arguments. God exists. We are supposed to worship him. You can know those things through reason. Um, and then the next two preambles of faith are reasonable. It is reasonable that Jesus is God and it is reasonable that he established a church. You can know those things because that we have this Bible and it's very, it's very likely that it's all true. And he performed prophecies and miracles in the Bible. So like this guy is probably God, you know, you can, you can say those things without having supernatural faith. There's no reason why a state can't recognize juridically the preambles of faith. No reason why they can't say, we know these things about God because of this, these things in philosophy. We know this to be true. I mean, we already have, uh, we already have a kind of preambula fide uh, in the Constitution or in the Declaration of Independence, endowed by the Creator with life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But that's just not fundamentally, that's just not, that's not fundamental principles. Right. You know, those are just rights. Those aren't responsibilities. Yeah. Anyway, in my blog post that I posted at this point a week ago, I talked about a bill of responsibility and how it would be cool to have a bill of responsibility. Nice. I think you it'd really be cool. Turn that one on its head. You know, you have you have the responsibility Remain to silent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in some yes, cases, you do. Don't some talk cases to we do. Don't talk to cops. Anyway. <laughs> Don't talk to cops, but you know who you should talk to, Patrick? You the should Lord. talk to me in Dr. Ethan's dating corner. All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. I gotta go set up for life, Dean. So we gotta get this. We gotta get oh, this I'm ready moving. to get it done. My boom arm, believe it or not, is still not working. Amazing. All right, let's let's hit up Doctor Ethan's Dating Corner. Welcome to Doctor Ethan's Dating Corner, sponsored by Catholic Match. Uh, let's if go. you have a hot, if you have a dating question, five years or older, uh, <laughs> we're probably too late. 
Um, Please actually only send in a dating question if you are like 18 years or older. Yeah. I don't want any six, seven, or eight-year-olds sending in. <laughs> Pick a number between one and ten. Uh, four. This one is the same as number five. I just okay. This guy submitted it twice. Uh, he his anonymous name. He really stuffed the ballot box there. Yeah, really. Jeez. Uh. So basically, hello, Dr. Ethan and Hi. Professor Patrick. Uh, oh, wait, I forgot to say, go to catholicmatch.com to, uh, to start Sign up a free for your profile. Free profile. Let him know that we sent you. My friend is in a sketchy long distance relationship. Great. Oh. Uh, hello, Dr. Ethan and Professor Patrick. So basically, my friend, Peter, got into a long distance relationship with a girl who lives in Morocco. We'll call her Sam. Morocco Sam. They met online, and he was okay. super excited. I cautioned him against it in case it was fake or a scam. Hmm. Uh, they've been together for months. And Morocco scan, more like. Things have taken a turn for the worse. She is Muslim, and her family does not approve Peter being Catholic. They take away her phone, uh, which means that they go days or even weeks without talking to each other. Sam's family has also been trying to set her up with a Muslim dude by trying to get them to perform the marital act. Wait, do you mean like marrying them or like sex? No, no I, think he means, I think he means the other Oh, one. no. <laughs> Sam has no interest in the Muslim dude. Uh, but apparently there's laws saying that if they perform the marital act, even if there's no consent, they have to get married. Yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. This okay. this just in, the Muslim uh, law is not the best. It's interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I don't know how much of that is true, but it sounds fishy to me. My friend Peter has been depressed about the situation, is considered moving no. to Morocco. No, God. We tell people to move all the time. I know, but not like Never this. Never mind. <laughs> Do not Control move to Z. Morocco. Control Z. Control Z. Get um, rid of it. So he can prove to her family that he's a good man, even though he's Catholic. Dude, it's it's not no, going to work. This is not. This um, is the. Oh my god. See, you're thinking about this from an American perspective, from a Mm-mm. religious freedom in America perspective. See, they see their religion you can't as just the totality of their life. Pop over to Morocco, get a couple of henna tattoos, and eat some some you know falafel and and just pop stop <laughs> just get into <laughs> and the this tattoos are definitely not a muslim thing i vaguely remember my, my cousin who did get married from a relationship that was started on catholic match going to morocco and coming back and having henna tattoos and i do think that they have falafel so so i'm sorry but this is all i've got right now okay <laughs> what we need to focus on is not me we need to focus on how this is the worst thing this I, whatever happened with Eliezer, no, I'm sure it's, it's not. It, it's it's not as bad. This dude's but down the, bad online. He's fine. The potential risk here is very high. Oh yeah, I'm I'm less concerned about what's hap- what he's already done, and I'm way infinitely more concerned that this child would would go to Morocco. I don't know what would happen to him. You know, like I thought you, you were, just, I, th- I thought you meant like drugs. I was like that. That's like the least, the worst bad. You the can't least just bad knock down this Muslim family's door and profess your love yeah. for this Muslim girl. They haven't seen say anything. No, maybe they, they don't know. They don't know <laughs> how how deeply you feel this, bro. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh gosh. No, it's it it kind of kind of goes to what we were saying earlier. It's like yeah. for them, their faith is they are they are practicing a religion. It is their entire mm-hmm. life life. It's you might as well be an alien coming in and saying, I would like to marry your daughter. You this, know, it's this a could work different worldview. If if she was if it was a Muslim family and you had known them growing up your whole life and they lived in your neighborhood. Right. And all yeah. it took was you going down the street, you know, because, again, and it's a different religion out. and a different culture. Right. Yeah. In a in a in a in a different country. 
Yes. Across the world. Oh, gosh, no. I've seen how so, bad this has messed up his life. There's more. He's in love. Okay, so I'm so sorry. He's uh, not in love. He's, he think- quote, oh. in love, but he's can't not. be with the love of his life, he says. He's been so depressed that he even lost his job. No. Because he didn't have the motivation he- to work. No. My question is, how do I tell him to stop pursuing this girl? Just, just give him this episode, man. You like, just tell him to listen to this. Peter, listen to me. He struggles with a lot of depression and anxiety, uh, and I don't know how to approach this. I know. I know you're feeling down. Uh, but first of all, you're... Have you brought this to Jesus, Peter? Peter, seriously. Um, and I'm not it. trying to say that to sound super condescending, but like you lost your job. You're depressed. You're upset. You you really like this girl. I I know for a fact you don't love her because you've never met her. Yes. <laughs> okay. I And that sounds really difficult to hear uh-huh. um, and to digest. Have you Have you prayed about this, right? Have you thought about what it would be like to to tell her that you're you're going to go to adoration and you're going to pray to Jesus and how she doesn't has no frame of reference for that right have you have you thought at all about how she lives in Morocco <laughs> have you thought like there what are you going to do when you get there do you think you're going like, to move there and then her family's just going to be cool with just, you now you're just going to rent a flat next door and and you're just going to you know Shawshank Redemption your way into her room and you, you guys are going to stay up late and you talk. You want to move to a country where your only support system is a person whose parents don't want you to be together? And and an American embassy. Those are your sure. two things that you have. Yes. You have, which I don't know how much stock I'd place in the second one. Like, <laughs> They'll help you get your passport back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they'll extradite you. Jeez. Yeah, man. I don't. Just, um, no, this is... I would... Whoever... Question asker... I would, I would sincerely like, and everybody just maybe say a prayer for this guy right Please now. Please do. He's down podcast. bad, and he needs it. I would just reach out to him as a friend. You, you got to help him. You know, all the things that you would help, you would help a guy with who broke up with a girl locally. We got to do it with this guy. Oh, like, man. we just need to get him meeting some other people, get him plugged into some good friend groups, get him back going to mass, get him back to confession. Like, yeah. get get back to all the things that we know are good for a person. Get back to the and stuff. Just, yeah, and you know, because this is just. The worst, the I just would hate for you to wake up one day and Peter is gone and he's left a note and it says I'm I'm going to Morocco. I'm in Morocco, I now. do not. I am so terrified of that reality happening. Um, oh my gosh! I had a friend who who man, studied. that's not very comedy at all. That's not no, very that's not very funny. do you want me to hit up another one? <laughs> nope. I think we should stick it there. I think we should leave it. Oh my gosh! Just well, dwell in that soup that we made for a minute Jeez, i really wish that the guy was writing in and not his friend that sucks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hey buddy the friend the asker you got this man you're in a tough situation but remember you can't make his life decisions for him he might make this mistake hot dang i don't think he's in a, i don't think he's in the any if he moves to morocco i don't think he's in any bodily harm like that's that's my like he's not he's not gonna get like He's not, it's not, this is not, yeah, anyway, it, the, but the I just don't want, like, can you imagine, let's say you're a dad, which you are, let's say maybe you're a dad and someone comes from another country and, and just demands to date and marry your child. That'd be weird. You'd be pretty, like, I, especially if they're just acting really strange and they're speaking another language and you've already taken the phone away from your child multiple times, that's like. I would not be surprised if someone responded with violence. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would be pretty upset. Too. That's that's all yeah. I'm. But I mean, like, like, even even all things being equal, like, let's mm-hmm. all, let's. I mean, 
total baseline, no violence assumed. Like I said, you don't know anyone in this country except for a person whose parents are very clearly okay with taking her ways of means of communication away from her. Like you're not going to see her if they don't want you to, you know, I, I just, I don't, I, she may be married by the time you get there. Yeah. Right. You gotta, you gotta tell him like, dude, think about logistically. Do you want to go to a foreign country where you do not have, how are you going to get there? Yeah. Do you know how to rent? Do you know how to hail a taxi in Morocco? Do you know how to speak their language? Do you, can you know speak? Do you can you speak Arabic? I don't know if they speak that there. Farsi, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they speak Arabic in Morocco. Is it Urdu? Or it's French too. It's a French thing. Yes. What do they speak in Morocco? You can't just do a language. Arabic. Arabic. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. I told you, my cousin went there. My cousin who found her husband on CatholicMatch.com. Went to That's Morocco. That's what this guy should do. Uh, should uh, should get on CatholicMatch.com. Yeah, man. You always run into people. I, I Maybe it's because I'm married. But you run into people who they get their hearts set on someone and they're like, it has to be this person. And it's like, it doesn't. It really it's doesn't. Not, it really I know doesn't. it sucks. When I was told that when I was in high school, I hated it. I was like, no, this person is the most important person ever. And it's like, they're not. Yeah, they're great, and I'm sure you guys like have a lot of good chemistry. But um, I actually don't know if that if they do. Sure, they probably don't. But it's, I know you think you have a lot of chemistry and have there a lot in common. But that's not that's not what does it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You well, you'll meet people who are like very this this person very clearly is not working out. Like they they have a very fatal flaw that is making them not you know talk to you or they're uh, in Morocco. Um, you know, just ditch them. Find somebody else. Catholic match, baby. Anyway. Just like in high school. That has to be a joke that people have said before. Probably, but... But that was off the dome. It was. I thought it was pretty good. That's very funny. Thanks. All right. Can I leave that in? Yeah. No, you can't leave that in. Oh, come on. You can't leave that in. All right, fine. Uh, That's funny. I just was trying to make you laugh. All right. That was really Um, good. That was really good. Thank you. No, it's good. I'm glad. Patrick, I appreciate you doing all the research for this uh, podcast. I'm excited to podcast again tomorrow to do our 20 gr 21. No. Oh, exciting. 20 gr 20. 20 gr 22. 20 gr 22 podcast. I can't believe we, we've been doing this for four years. Where we look <laughs> back and forward. Um, we'll ask in the Discord tonight what people think we should talk about yeah. for that episode. And it's just uh, be fun. Have a little drink. It'll be good. That'd be great. And then we'll think of, we'll, we'll, we'll <clears> think of all of Lang Syne. I don't know what Indeed. that means, but yeah. If you want if you want to read either of the papers that I wrote about Dignitatis Humanae, hit me up. I'll Dropbox them to you. Uh, I'll probably be releasing blog posts about religious freedom because I have a lot of research and I might as well turn it into micro content yeah. uh, so that, yeah. I wrote 14,000 14, words on Dignitatis Humanae this, this semester. I did not copy and paste. Uh, it, was two, it was two papers, one for each class. Um, I'm taking a vatican II class next year next semester and nice. i'm highly considering just uh not telling the professor that i did a paper on dignitas humanae this semester and just copy pasting <laughs> because that's what it's, i'm gonna be having a kid it's not plagiarism because you wrote it no it is it I, it's it's that is for legal reasons this is a joke because that is against the rules of what yeah you can't do that in college you can't what do you mean so, you can't double dip a an assignment yeah why not yeah i know right <laughs> i've gotten paid by two different people to do the same thing before you know, when I did lead weeks, I got paid by lead and I was paid by my work because it was a work trip. And well, if they get mad, tell them to call me. 
Hey, uh, Registrar Francis, I know you fire. I know you dropped Patrick from the program because he violated academic uh, integrity but rules. This but just it sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it's kinda it? Kind of cringe, this bro. Doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, like if to, if uh, make sure your professors don't assign the same thing as another professor. Obviously, sounds like your guys' problem. Sounds like you guys need to join the out Discord link in description. Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/thecrunchcast. Patreon.com/slash/thecrunch. A little holiday gift never hurt anyone. Five dollars a month. Get you our eternal, unending gratitude. Patrick. PatNevy.blog slash subscribe. Sorry, PatNevy.blog. No, you're okay. I have to promo myself. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Please don't uh, get mad at me for my opinions about religious freedom. I know I'm not an American. I know I'm not a good American. I know I'm not. I, I promise I don't want Christian fascism, which is an oxymoron. Please don't misinterpret my words and ruin my 2042 presidential campaign <laughs> thank you all for listening please pray for us we will be praying for you and we will see you in 20 or 22 nice nice good. that's good, good.